Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come and Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Season 5, Episode 26 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again today uh, as we continue with our study of this week's Come and Follow Me materials, um, co- covering the section of uh, Matthew Chapter 3, Luke Chapter 3 and Mark Chapter 1 in the week of January the 23rd to 29th and today... Uh, we are focusing, and tomorrow, uh, if we can get uh, some time, I'm, we're going away for the weekend, so we'll see uh, what time I get tomorrow, but we're focusing on the final section, really, that we're looking at with this part of the New Testament, about how the members of the Godhead are three separate beings. Now, as members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, we believe in the Godhead, that meaning that God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost are indeed three separate individuals and part of one social godhead and i use the word social for a reason uh, and i'll explain that in a little minute in a bit uh, that they are completely unified in purpose that they are completely unified in characteristics and that when you know one of them you understand and know the other however most of christianity follows a belief called the trinity uh, the the word trinity does not originate from the Bible. Um, It was implemented and in place from early Christian councils, such as uh, where the Nicene Creed particularly uh, was established. Um, And and that doctrine or that belief um, references the, the three individuals of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost as three parts of one being or three representations of one divine being. Um, completely unified in purpose, completely unified in characteristics, uh, and and so on and so on. So, very significant difference. And members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints point to experiences like Christ's baptism mm-hmm. as evidences that the Godhead is the, the correct way, and I use the correct way of inverted commas. I mean, it's what I believe, but I'm sure you know others um, don't believe that, and I want to res- respect that. But, uh, for example, references like Matthew three sixteen seventeen, where it says, And Jesus, when he was baptized, went straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were open unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him, and lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. This is a one in a, you know, of a few um, moments within Scripture where we have three representations uh, presence in one place from these three um, sources. Uh, just briefly, looking at the Mark um, and the the Luke accounts, it's very similar as well. Referencing the the Holy Ghost descending uh, like a dove. Uh, notice that in Luke it says descended in a bodily shape like a dove upon him, and a voice from heaven stating, "Thou art my beloved Son; in thee I am well pleased." Um, so you know, a slight variation in the wordage, but the same concept. The Holy Ghost aspect of it is interesting. Uh, we sometimes kind of just think of this dove kind of shape, but it was like a dove. And so in what ways was it like a dove? Um, well, William J. Critchlow Jr. said this, quote, Spirit matter is too refined to be visible to the physical eye. Yet God once permitted John the Baptist to behold the descent of the Holy Ghost in a bodily shape when John baptized Jesus. Like a dove, the Holy Ghost descended, not in the form of a dove, but rather in the sign of the dove, in witness of that administration. 
In explanation, the prophet Joseph Smith has said, the sign of the dove was instituted before the creation of the world, a witness for the Holy Ghost. And the devil cannot come in the sign of a dove. The Holy Ghost is a personage and is in the form of a personage. He cannot be transformed into a dove, but the sign of a dove is an emblem or token of truth and innocence. Close quote. Uh, I love that kind of mention from uh, the prophet Joseph Smith and that explanation there, because it is sometimes something we kind of mention often, but we we sometimes don't really reflect on. So, yeah, it wasn't that John the Baptist saw a dove come down upon Jesus, but um, it was a way of expressing um, how the how the Holy Ghost descended lightly upon the Savior like a dove in truth and innocence. Um, so that's kind of like the, the actual what happens here uh, in terms of kind of thinking about the Godhead and um, views about that. I was, inter- I was listening to a very interesting podcast, actually, and this is one that I actually recommend you listen to. Uh, I don't know if you subscribe to the, the Latter-day Saint Faircast, which used to be called Fair Mormon. But of course, they changed the name uh, in response to uh, President Russell M. Nelson's call to stop using the name Mormon. But uh, just recently, in the past few weeks, there's been a series published uh, by an previously evangelical uh, Christian who is now a a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Uh, And she kind of talks about a specific question each week in relation to the Come, Follow Me study. Um, I thought she'd talk about a question about baptism this week, but she actually talked about the question of the Trinity versus the Godhead. Um, and I thought it was a very interesting episode because, first of all, she was explained. She was able to explain with a bit more understanding from having had an evangelical experience herself in the past why they believe in the Trinity, what the Trinity isn't, how these metaphors like how the Trinity is like an egg. Uh, it has it's one egg, but it has three parts. It has the yolk, uh, the the egg white, and the shell, uh, and that kind of thing. Uh, how they're moving away from those kind of explanations because they themselves are problematic um, and how um, it's moving from kind of a literal trinity to more of a um, more of a mystery uh, that the, the trinity is a mystery that it is three it is one god but three distinct persons and that we cannot understand it, it is a mystery this is how we understand it but there are many mysteries attached to it um, and that um and that's how kind of things are moving. Um, she can do much more um, justice to that. And so I really recommend you go and listen to that podcast because actually I came away from it, not just understanding and appreciating more the aspects of our other Christian friends who believe in the Trinity, because I'll be honest, particularly on my mission, I didn't mock, but I kind of looked upon people who had a view of the Trinity with um, some... Um, not judgment, but I, I was a bit, um, I guess, unfair in the way that I felt about people and how they believed in the Trinity and how, oh, well, look, is, is Christ is Christ speaking to himself from heaven? That doesn't make sense, and et cetera, et cetera. But actually, when she explained it, oh, I can understand why people felt that way. And especially, and that's, this was the particularly big takeaway from me, the fact that they believe that that God has no body and that he is God, that there is no other God, that they don't focus so much on works because of that belief. Because we also obviously have the big debate about faith and works or grace and works um, and how evangelical Christians can very often not really place as much emphasis on works as maybe we do, maybe. 
Um, but of course, they she explained that this is because of the Trinity belief that God does not have a body. And so why would there be so much emphasis placed on what we do in the body rather than what we do with our spirits, with our faith? Um, and that was kind of a mind-blowing moment for me because I was like, well, of course, that makes sense. That If they believe that God doesn't have a body, why would he be as interested in what we do with our mortal bodies, which, you know, if he doesn't have one, why would they be as important? For us, as, as the Godhead belief, God the Father has a, has a body of flesh and bone, as does the Saviour. And that we came to earth to receive these bodies and have these mortal experiences in our bodies so that we could de define and develop ourselves. And so therefore, yes, what we do with our bodies is such an important thing. Uh, I just thought that was an interesting point um, that I kind of took from that. So, yeah, lots to think about the Godhead and the Trinity. Uh, obviously, we believe that the Godhead is how we understand our heavenly father and that gives us a much more personal meaningful father son relation father child relationship um i, th I think as well so we'll stop that there but really uh, thoughtful things to consider please do share your thoughts uh, on how what how we under what we understand from this experience of christ's baptism and how it helps us to understand further the the members of the godhead thank you so much for listening and until we meet again <laughs>